You know, ye of little faith. Occasionally, uh, uh, I can surprise you with actually competence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real big or, surprise. Or, or close to competence. Hey. Drunken competence. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Us men who work the railways, we will take you all the way. We'll use our sweat and muscles and we'll make New Zealand pay. We'll go and see old Rob Muldoon and take his cash away. It's the job we've got to do. Glory, glory, fill the wagons with the cash. Glory, glory, then we'll give old Rob a bash. Glory, glory, then we'll take it all, give it all to you. It's the job we've got to do. Welcome to episode 191 of the Chris and Sam podcast. Yes, I was recording, Chris. Damn it, I didn't know I was being recorded. And when you <laughs> and at the start of this podcast, you will hear some sort of weird, badly sung rendition of some song that Chris remembered while in his car. That'll be added into this uh, later on when I edit it. So that was the song he talked about in episode 190. Did you win the talent show with that song or not? Oh, no, that was just a kid's thing. I can't even remember. Okay, I don't was- even know if it was properly a talent show okay well some sort of strange kids thing um what's been happening this week chris lots of work health scare oh no health scare because that sounds more uh dramatic it might be a health scare next week (laughs) yeah well doctors on tuesday then i'll decide um so i'm getting it through as much canadian club as i can before then uh i just have some now that is a uh, a plan maybe not a good (laughs) one no not a not a good plan no Hey, uh, I was just at the supermarket and I was buying some ham. I'm always there buying food at the moment. And there was a woman in front of me and she looked like... No, just, I got to interrupt. Sam's always there buying food at the moment because he's on a diet. Yeah. That that makes more sense. Oh, yeah. No, well, I'm always... <laughs> like, because yeah. you're going through so much proper food. Yeah, I'm eating lots of food. I'm having a pizza after this, <clears throat> just saying. Oh, okay. I'm down seven <laughs> kilos in 20 days, Chris. Well done. Well done. But uh, uh, I, that might be my future. I'm just I'm just fighting it. There was a woman in front of me, in front of the deli. There's only one person working in the deli. And she looked real like a stuck-up sort of person. And she's got this baby in the in the trolley. And she's like, I want um, the... It's the pe- little red peppers that are stuffed with, uh, you know, cream cheese. Oh, I love those. One, yeah, one of them. And um, the green olives. So that was all good. So that's all she brought, right? Yep. Sweet. It's all she had in her trolley too, by the way, apart from this baby, who I assume was hers. I'm not sure. Assume. Yeah. A and good assumption. Got it. And then, um, so I'm buying this ham and then she just comes back and like comes in between me and the, the, the worker at the supermarket and just pushes it slowly across the counter, the green olives. Sorry. Too much. Too many. And then just walked off. I was like... Uh, had she already paid for it? No, but she... This little tiny tub... And I looked at it, come to $4.10, was apparently too much, too many and too much. So I was like, that's weird. People are, people are weird. Hey, talking about fitness and stuff. Have, no, we can get on to that in a sec. This all, it all ties in. I'll beat you to the punch. Um, right. Have you ever had such an intense gym workout you don't know what you're doing? Now, I know you've spoken about passing out before, but... <laughs> um, I, I remember getting so... Um, 
so heavily boot camped, if you want to. I think that's the best word. Okay. We were yeah, in yeah. training. The guy's just drilling us, drilling us, drilling us. And I'm fighting Peter Drill. His name's Drill, D R E W E L L. Okay. But it's yeah. the funniest name ever. Peter Drill. And I'm so knackered that I'm on autopilot. And all I have is Ron, he's the coach's disembodied head next to me. We're fighting totally on automatic and Ron's just going da, 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 you know just rah, rah, rah. he goes Chris lift your knee up and I just lift my knee up really high because I was really flexible and I still am a little bit with that. Yeah, yeah. and I caught Pete under his chin and knocked him out while we're fighting and I'm standing going where'd Pete go and he's on the ground and I'm like I'm, I'm dizzy as I'm like out there and he goes, no, no, stop, stop, Chris, stand back. And I don't even remember doing it. So that is the closest I've been to probably out of it in training. Because I was at the gym the other day on the treadmill. There was a guy two treadmills away from me. And when I went into the gym, he was on the Stairmaster thing. Yeah. And he was going really, really slow. He looks like a new gym person, maybe just getting into it for the first yeah, yeah. time in his life. That's fine. He's on this treadmill two away from me. He's at a walking pace at the whole time. I don't think he's breaking a sweat. He's on his phone. I think he's on Facebook the whole time. He gets off the treadmill, goes and gets some cleaning wipe thing, and then starts cleaning the treadmill that he wasn't on. <laughs> and so uh, I'm sort of wondering, I'm wondering, has he realized halfway through and just commits to it and then leaves? Or just completely doesn't know what's going on. But I saw we were following someone in a car today, and I swear their phone was on their car holder in the middle of the dash, and they were on Facebook scrolling their feed as they were driving. I have to admit, am I going to get in trouble? If, is this no. A, <laughs> does this constitute evidence? I have to admit, I have a couple of times driven and thrown my vid, um, YouTube on my where my um, dash dashes. I'm listening to it because normally I just listen to it. Yeah. But I throw it there. A little bit John Oliver yeah, on but, the way to work. <clears throat> I think that's the next step up from scrolling your Facebook feed. Oh, your- scrolling your Facebook feed is different because I don't have to look at the video, right? No. <laughs> um, but so yeah. last week, talking about food and health, I think, you had something that was 50% less sugar. You forgot to bring it last week and I hassled you... Just now. Just before the podcast started, because I didn't think you had it, but it was down your jersey. I don't know what that means. So And you've turned up with go. something. So we're going to put this on, uh, the, a photo of this on. It's not going to do it justice. So what is that product? Whole Earth Sweetener Co. has brought out a baking blend, raw sugar and stevia blend. It looks like cookie mix, but I'm, I don't think it is. Uh, it's got 50% less sugar. It sweetens like 1 kg of sugar. Um, do you use it in replace of sugar? Oh, bakes and browns like sugar at the top. Yeah, so... Did you think it was cookie mix, though? I thought it was cookie mix. And yeah, you, would, I, you would think yeah, that yeah, was cookie yeah, mix, right? So there's photos of cookie. You'll yeah, see the yeah, photo yeah, yeah. if you go to the website. Um, photos of cookies. It's got baking mix. And it's got 50% sh- less sugar. So what they don't tell you is sugar with 50% less sugar. Yeah. Because look at it. Cause I mean... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it's because it's raw sugar and stevia blended, so it's 50-50, I guess. So it's 500 grams, so it must be 250 grams each. And you can check out Buddy Villastro's choc chip oat cookie recipe on the back. Um, So is this a top seller, is it? No. This is a sample, isn't it? Well, it was a sample sent through, and I have to take it back. We can't keep this. Um, Not that I'd ever use it. Um, But... I just, we're not we're not going to arrange it because I went. Oh look, we've got a baking cookie baking thing. 
and to Aaron, so Aaron's wife's really good at baking. He's the new um, children frozen bride. Yeah, and he goes, right, I'll get my wife to bake that. He and I gave it to him, and we were talking about it for like a couple of minutes, and he goes. This isn't baking mix for cookies. You dumbass Chris, he was thinking. He may <laughs> yeah. have said that. This is your job. You're a professional and you still screwed this up, was probably what he was thinking. But yeah. Sorry, Toffee is here. She wants to get into my jacket. It does. It does. Hey, uh, I got rid of all the egg cartons for anyone keeping track. <laughs> um, How many were there? Oh, there was 22 trays and 74 egg cartons. And I see there's a couple more behind you. Oh, that, no. Uh I must have missed. Three. But that's all right, because if we ever have any more, she will come and take all of them. She turned up in her Volvo, and she knew quite a few people that lived up the street. So she knew the house that just sold over there. Oh, so she's pretty well-to-do, because we live in a posh neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, she is, because she knows them around the corner, one of these houses over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she knew the one that just sold, and someone up the top, and she works around the corner. And she was like, um, hey, what are you using them for, like? She said, oh, no, we've got chickens and we sell a few eggs occasionally and we donate all the excess to the food bank. And she goes, you never get any cartons back ever from anyone. So she said, you know, love it. Let me know if you got any more. Oh, nice. Oh, that's, I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. I know. So oh, we've yeah, got a so contact right. there. And then um, talking about old people, they're always trying to steal your we stuff, were Chris. We talking about old people, were we? She, okay. she was old. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for a packet. What You had a package turn up the other day. Oh, um, yeah, batteries. Yes, uh, batteries, for, not for the walkie-talkies, which I'm still waiting for. Like six months later, I've put it, opened the dispute, mm. um, but because um, they never left Belgium. Check the checking, uh, check the tracking. Uh, they never left Belgium. No. So anyway, uh, but I got batteries for you know I've got that spotlight. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Very good. So I uh, got a couple of batteries. When that turned up, I went outside and there was an old man standing outside our house with grapefruit in his pockets. Um, yes, so we have half a grapefruit tree outside our house. Yeah. We had a full, glorious grapefruit tree, which admittedly was a little overgrown, but now they've cut it back so much. Makes no sense. But anyway, I went down there and yelled at the guy for stealing stuff and uh, got in his face and said, what are you doing? Oh, um, did you? No, nah, I didn't. That just sounded like <laughs> a good story. Like, I can't imagine that. No, I no. trying to imagine that. I was like, Jesus. Okay, all right. No, sorry, I, carry on. I, 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 <laughs> I, I was at the upstairs and I just said, hey, and he looked up at me and the sheer terror in his eyes was like, oh, shit, I've got all this grapefruit in my pocket and um, a plastic bag. And he was like, oh, do, you, do, do you like grapefruit? I'm like, no, not really. Neither do I, but the neighbor's got a pig, and I'm eating the pig. And I was like, yeah, cool. And I was just like, whatever, it's cool. But uh, instead of picking up all the crappy ones on the ground, which would have been way more helpful, <laughs> he's ripping it's them off the for tree. A pig? Yes. You? Nah, he's he's lying to you. Yeah, he was like crazy. He was he's old- lying through his old false teeth. He was old and crazy, and I haven't seen him before. And I don't know where he disappeared to because one minute he was there, and the next minute he was gone, and there was no car. So yeah, yeah. Well, there never is. It's like our plumber dude. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy with who turns up on a bicycle with no tools. Uh, I'll fix. I'm here to fix your taps uh, or your you ranch slider. You got any tools? <laughs> yeah. Crazy old. What's the name, Colin or whatever? <clears throat> oh, anyway, I um, I don't know. 
So the USA never fails to surprise me. I don't know if you've seen this. I'm going to read out what um, Charles Babb wrote about this. So Charles Babb was a TEDx TEDx Wellington speaker. Uh, He was flown over from the States. I told you the US Embassy flies people over from the States for TEDx Wellington. The Hamilton Embassy of nothing doesn't do it. Yeah, no, we don't get anything. Uh, But um, I like the way he wrote it. I've got the full uh, article here, but I'm going to read out Charles's version. Yeah, yeah, read it out. It's good. Meet Cameron Tyrell, 18-year-old wealthy white male that left his million-dollar neighborhood and $2 million home to join a crip gang in South L.A. And when he says left it, he just means for the day, not like, I'm going, Dad. I'm going, Papa. I will see you later. Not like that. No, no, no. just like, I'll be out for half. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be back tonight, whatever, that sort of thing. Uh, he drove himself and two other gang members in his father's Mercedes Benz to a rival gang territory to do a drive-by. After spotting a young black male, Justin Holmes, standing outside, Cameron and his two new gang buddies decided to kill him. Now, I will interject here because I've read the full story. And what happened was they got out of the car. Actually, I think Cameron stayed in the car, but the, the two black the guys, other, yeah, yep. the Crips got out of the car. They went up to these three guys on the street and said, what gang are you with? Two of them went, nah, and just ran. And the other guy goes, I'm not any gang. I'm a, uh, it did say what uh, what job he did. I can't remember. I, I mow lawns or something. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. And, uh, and they shot him. Uh, and killed him. Of course. Cameron is not in jail like the other two young black males who committed this crime with him. Cameron was acquitted because they said he was just, quote, fascinated with gang life. For example, he read books on gang life and wanted to see what it was all about. So I guess the young black male that he helped kill was just a casualty of his research. So that's what Charles did. We we will put a link to the uh, article itself in there. But basically, um, the the black guys got, um, you know, the, the gang members got something like 20 years or something. Oh, okay. And he got... Um, home detention. Home detention for six months Man. at most. Do you think they'll be growing giant pumpkins in prison? <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, i got a guy from Michigan uh, contact me. His brother is in prison for life. I don't know what for. It's such a smooth segue. It is. Because the Michigan website that tells you what prisoners are in for is slightly broken. So I can only see he's in there for life. But his brother's in charge of the gardening thing and they're growing giant pumpkins. And for some reason, <laughs> don't ask me why, he wants me... Actually, I've got another story as well that you don't know about. He wants to uh, me to send instructions on how to measure and estimate a pumpkin's weight. Which is free and easily available on the website or multiple people or groups or the Michigan Giant Pumpkin Growers Association. But he's reached out to me. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. And I am going to send that to him, plus some stickers for Giant Pumpkins NZ, because if that gets inside a Michigan prison, you know I've made it. (laughs) Um, I've had a guy reach out to me on Instagram from Turkey, the country, and uh, he's going to be sending me some fertilizer for the pumpkins. Samples. Right. It's sort of like that Lithovit stuff, the CO2 fertilizer. It's a big yeah. company. So is that a thing? Like, does Turkey export fertilizer? This guy wants me to try it on the pumpkins, see how it goes, and see if there's a market here. And he's going to give me all these samples. And I said, I don't know if it'll get into the country, and it's going to cost you a lot to ship it here. And he said, yeah. don't worry about that. All good. I'll cover all the costs. So I'm like, here's my address. So, if any Turkish people turn up looking for something, 
Just remember this podcast, guys. <laughs> Midnight Express. <laughs> Sam's in jail, beaten up. Episode, <laughs> half naked. episode 191 <laughs> of the podcast is what we're going to use for evidence for that. I should, I should actually just quickly mention the name of the company just in case. Um, it is called Sion Chemicals. Um, Doesn't sound dodgy at all. <laughs> Yeah, Mimetikuzu something or other. Uh, basically, that's what he wants to send me a sample of. It's very well, similar no, to... Well, that's cool, but I, I I just can't believe that you'd send it halfway around the world. I you don't know, know what I mean? It, it just, it's weird because I don't hear from, sometimes from the New Zealand growers, but maybe they're not my market. My market probably is US and overseas people because they're the people I keep interacting with. Right. Um, I've just looked at that list and I just realised we've used everything on my list. No, we, mine, no, we haven't. No, no we okay. haven't. Look, you, he, he can't even read properly. No. Motion twin business model. You want to talk about that? You put it on there. I've oh. read it. It's a game studio uh, in France, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. they've got no bosses as such and everyone gets paid the same. So do you reckon that would work? Well, you've read a comment here, which is exactly the same thing I was going to mention. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've realised that it only works around about to 15 people. Yeah, so I don't... So there's a couple of things with this. So, so we'll link to the thing. Sam will link to the thing in our, in our podcast uh, on, on the website. But show notes, Chris. Show notes. That's the word. That's the word. struggling today. I am so struggling today. Anyway, so... Um, so Everybody, it's like a cooperative. It's been going for a long time, actually, like over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets paid like the same. So it doesn't matter whether you're doing the art for it or whether you're creating the graphic, uh, the, the uh, body movement physics for it or whatever. Everybody gets paid the same based on the yeah, what yeah. comes out. Now, I believe they all have a salary and they don't talk about what the salary is. They don't no, keep no, that quiet, no. which is fine. Um, but Effectively, they have a share in the company. They're getting a salary, so they've got some stability, I guess, in their life. Plus, they get bonuses based on how sales go. Yeah, yeah. And the game that they've made or created, I can't remember the name of it, sounds like it's going really well. Yeah. So I think they've had a couple of hits and a, and a couple of failures over yeah, the yeah. years and stuff. Um, but they, they did scale up at one point and hit a turning point where they couldn't get over sort of the 15 and they've gone back down to 15 as being their their key now i wonder if you couldn't do it in a way that you've got groups of 15 all oh, right what do they call them silos yeah almost silos yeah that, that makes a, that's a good uh analogy silos so if you had uh, a silo for the graphics department yeah and they run as a separate company and they know that they're gonna who get- does that though I'm sure we've talked about this in one of the very, very early podcasts. If you're a super fan, see if you can remember or let us know. Because you know I won't remember. There, <laughs> there, there's a company that's run exactly like that. And I can't I think for the life of me who it is. And it was a podcast we listened to and they were talking about the sharing of information and they, they are completely siloed off and they operate as an individual, almost an individual entity. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that does happen. So I was wondering, A, if that would work, and B, if this whole process, if, if that, particularly if that works, if we couldn't use that sort of thing for movie making. Because the thing with movies is you've got a movie. If you go and see an Avengers movie of any type, 
go and have a look at how many names come up on that screen. Okay, they have a budget of, you know, $500 million or some ridiculous number, $200 million probably. Yeah. Um, but some of those developers on the graphics side for the, those um, graphics get paid sod all. Yeah. And yeah. so um, <clears throat> it's not very equitable. So, yeah, I wonder if, it, you know, particularly from an amateur point of view, if it wouldn't work. I think the biggest the biggest problem I think I could see is the egos. Mm. Um, and if you don't have that. And we've just been talking about one of those. <laughs> maybe. I won't go further. But if, um, no, but if you don't get the right people, then it'll spiral out of control pretty quickly. But I think those people would leave. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it, that's the thing, right? Sort of weed it, out. It's almost a self-selecting system, right? Because you'd be like, I'm better than these guys, I'm out of here. Or um, I'm going to stay. Or if you're you know, weak and you don't really offer too much, the others will kick you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It was intriguing to me, so I thought I'd bring it up. This is, uh, I read a story this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't read too much news these days, but... Um, it uh, made me quite ragey. <laughs> oh, God, do tell. The headline is, Former All Black Accused of Drink Driving Fights for Name Suppression. Okay? Okay. So he wants to keep his identity secret, and that's okay. Uh, you know, that's nothing normal. But the judge granted a thing called ex parte suppression order for the main, so he could keep his name secret until the suppression could be ruled on this week. It's really unusual, and it requires exceptional circumstances to even be granted. The average person would never get this, the University of Canterbury Dean of Law said. Okay, I'm not going to argue with the the Dean of Law from Otago, Canterbury University or whatever, but I am. Because I have heard of ex parte names of... Suppression before, and it has happened. The fact that I've heard of it means it probably doesn't happen that often. Yes, but it does happen. It's not like the rarest. It's not hen's teeth rare. Well, Karen. there has to be a very important reason for this to be imposed. Apparently, um, there's nothing specific about it. What it means, it just means that they'd have extreme the risk of extreme suffering and hardship to having it suppression granted i mean but that, that's the whole justice system right so that um but is at the discretion of the judge a fault oh at the end of the day it's at the discretion of the judge so either it is or it isn't or he thinks that it he she no thinks it is or isn't i just don't believe that it's that important that an ex all black who gives a shit was drink driving and wants name suppression there's no difference from someone else having drink driving and not getting name suppression. I don't see any. I, mm. I think. I think you'd be. I reckon the judge is a is a fan of this person. Yeah, no, oh, I, I have oh, to it's agree. Buck Shelford. Oh, I'll it? probably delete that out. But it's oh whoever, and um, you know, oh we can't have that out there. That'll upset all those people that love that person. No, I Tough. agree. I, I agree they with got that. In a Particularly car. with an ex, if it was a. Uh, I think they blew six, I think they blew six hundred legal limits four hundred. So anyway, As somebody who's never been done for drink driving, or I, w- I was going to say never tried drink driving, but I, I think I might have shared this once before. I drank a most of a bottle of vodka at a party, a twenty first I went to straight after work, but I worked nights, 
and it was all winding up and I was like, I just got here. And I chugged a bottle of vodka because I was like 18. Yeah. And I jumped on my motorbike oh. and rode home the long way round around the bays in Wellington. Yes. Scared the shit out of myself, never drank and drove anything again. Whoa. I was going to like I I was going around the bays and I'm going, This motorbike's not handling very well. I'm like, oh, that's because you're standing up. Uh. Yeah, it was that sort of uh, uh, experience. Uh, I I can uh, give everyone the uh, the benefit of uh, don't drive a forklift drunk. It's really, <laughs> and I mean like unloading trucks drunk. It's really strange, and you don't think it will be because you're like it's just a forklift, but it's really really terrible. Don't do that. Actually, it's not that strange because when you because I'm not as used to forklifts as you. When you first start using them, those things freak you the hell out. Yeah, they can do, eh? So uh, when you're new to them, they're weird. Makes sense when you're drunk, they're weird. Hey, today. Or this week or sometime marks the 50th year that McDonald's made the Big Mac, invented it. Woohoo! Yep. So you can go around, and if you get the special gold coin, that's in my hand. What? Special McDonald's gold coin. Yeah. You can take that in and get a Big Mac, just the one. They take the coin off you, I think. And uh, before the end of the year, right? So this happened today, and I just happened to randomly see it on my Facebook feed. So it was Garden Place, and they said, we're walking up Victoria Street, we'll be in Garden Place. So I went But surely the keeping the coin is far more valuable. I at some point in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, 50 years' I, time. I like your thinking, because I've got three of them. Um, <laughs> he's just pulled the other two out of his pocket sorry but, so so i i really i didn't think of it really and i should have filmed it because it was really strange so there was a lot of because they were at waikato uni earlier on in the day and yep. then they were at garden place yeah and there was a lot of people that knew this was happening and i was going into town for something else anyway but i timed it to make sure it was happening then so i get there about 10 past two and there's about 50 to 100 people standing in Garden Place doing nothing except for looking nervously around, staring at their phones because <laughs> they all want this free Big Mac, right? So I'm like, this is weird. They're all dumb. And I'm like, if they're the Big Mac employee, where do you think the, where do you think McDonald's employees would come out of if you're in that area? Uh, at Garden Place. Garden Place, say. yeah. Well, from they'd come from the um, Chartwell Center so, place. Center place. That's exactly. Weird. So I just walked down there and guess who appeared with their briefcases and security jackets and fake handcuffs. And there was like four people in front of me that ran ahead of me. And then I turned around and there's like these 50 to 100 people running like hard out. Um, there was no need to because like 40 minutes later, they were still there handing out these coins. They had tons oh. of them. Oh, that's but I got cool. I got a couple of extra ones. I'll give one to my daughter because she'll think it's amazing. And my dad loves this sort of stuff. I, I definitely think it, it's worth keeping as a collectible. And these ones that Sam is showing us, we'll put a photo on the, the show notes, but um, they're on a card. Keep them on the card. It's like the, yeah, 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 yeah. the whole doll in the freaking packaging thing. That's right, right. That's right. So I'd keep that. Um, yeah, so I, I just have to say before we wrap up, uh, I've just been listening to Behind the Bastards. We've talked about this podcast before. Um, shout out to those guys. It's great. Um, and I listened to one about uh, the guys that enabled Hitler earlier in the day, and that that was really interesting. I learned a bu- bunch of stuff I didn't know. But then I saw they saw they'd just done a, a two-part episode, which I'm halfway through the second part, 
I'm Paul Manafort. And I'm like... Who is? Explain that. Because, okay, I mean, so I don't think... It, most people would know. <laughs> you you I can't. Think, maybe. No, I don't no, know. No. So, Paul Manafort's actually on trial right now uh, from Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian collusion. But Trump has said today that he wants to be in on that now to give some advice about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to talk to Mueller. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Paul Manafort... Uh, was Trump's campaign manager. And I'd heard, you know, he'd worked for um, the Russians and and that's why this is all happening. But I'm like, behind the bastards? Because that's like, they've done really? Hitler, they've done uh, Pol Pot or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They've done all these crazy, like, crazy nah, people. This is, that's a bit underwhelmed. Holy snot. This guy is like... Directly responsible for like a hundred deaths, indirectly responsible for like probably two million. Like holy crap! I'm like, what? So is he US? He's not US born. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, uh, his grandparents were um, from Italy, I think, but he's US born. Oh, okay. Um, Looking forward to listening to this. Yeah. So him, uh, this guy uh, Black, I've forgotten his first name, surname Black, because there's Black Manafort and Stone was the. PR firm, they created the the lobby in in the US. Oh. So in 1963, there were like 65 lobbyists, yeah. registered lobbyists. Now there's like 10,000, and it's all because of these three guys started this firm. Right. And so they started lobbying, and then they realized, well, if we lobby for both sides of the election, it doesn't matter who wins because we're going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. So they started doing that, and then they started just going out and lobbying for dictators. Everybody in contemporary time who's been a dictator and murdered people, these guys have worked for. What? It's like, what? Okay. So anyway, check that out. It's like really cool. I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's blown my mind. Very good. Check that out. Make sure to check out our <laughs> podcast. Come say hi to us on Facebook. We like hearing from everybody. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, so we've uh, sold the uh, early bird tickets for TEDx Rakura, but if you get a chance, uh, buy a ticket. You will get to see me on stage there. Sam will be there in the audience, I'm pretty sure, 90% at the time. At this time, <laughs> 90% it's, sure. It's well worth it. it, yeah. it oh, I know we go on about it a lot, and uh, I think it's because like Chris is heavily involved in it, and oh. I've been involved with it. But it it's, it's a really great event, and even just reading the bloody... Um, the speaker's bio still doesn't do it justice. Oh, no, not at all. If you are out of town and you can't get to Hamilton, don't panic. You can watch on the live stream. It's a free live stream. Yeah, we will sure have that, that going, so um, do that. Are you on the you, You're on the live stream, eh? I'm, yeah, the whole, whole yeah, show's right. yep. live stream. The only thing that'll be, it'll be, uh, there's three breaks, and yep. the live stream will go to a uh, picture of their sponsors or something uh but otherwise it, it'll show me and 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 uh, pamela the co-mc and so do that otherwise if you're in queensland i'm am gonna catch up with jamie oxley uh one of our super fans there um but if you're in queensland i'm going over on the it's the 28th i think is the f- noosa f- international yes. film festival start yeah, i think so i'm going over there about the 25th so um, so I'm going to catch up with Jamie for a beer at some point and uh, I'll be there and we'll have one of our films. I'm in the film, but I'm actually the producer. Um, it's a short film. So uh, if you get a chance to go to the Noosa International Film Festival, check that out and I will see you there. Um, yeah. Very good.
all exciting stuff make sure to keep up with us on facebook and twitter all the usual places and the christmasandpodcast.com which i'm still <laughs> working my way through it updating things and but next week I'll, I'll give you the update on the doctor's visit and my prognosis for my up-and-coming health and potential diet <laughs> yeah high cholesterol is featuring apparently at the moment and high blood pressure okay good stuff until <laughs> next time, I'm Sam. And I'm almost Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.